Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every month we deep dive into a different aspect of cinema, director, actor, genre, or franchise. It doesn't matter, because it's always fun at the Film Club. I'm Dean. I'm Becky. And we have a guest this week. We do. Alex. Some call him Alex. Some call him... Big Jim. Jimothy. Yeah. Interesting. But this month, we're going to be going back... To Hominoptra. That's right. We're talking about the Mummy franchise. The one started with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, directed by Stephen Sommers, that ends with a whimper with Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe and in yeah. a dark universe in the far future. But we're talking about the first Mummy movie this week, the cinematic classic, 1999. It might be the perfect movie. It is. It's Kino. Is it Kino? I can verify it's Kino. Alex, the master of Kino. But... I mean, what what's your guys' experience with The Mummy? It's definitely one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. 19? How old were you? <laughs> my my dad took me to see it. I definitely, I remember seeing both of them in theaters. Mostly the second one, because, you know, a little more recent, but... A L- little bit more developed out <laughs> yeah, of the toddler age. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I remember, like, I remember, like, bits and pieces of it seeing in theaters, but... It's like um it's like one of the first horror movies I think I've seen but also like action movies. Well, my dad took me to see everything so but it's holds a place in my heart cuz it's one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. I see. Yeah, I can I can line up with that cuz I don't think I saw this if if I saw this in theaters it was after Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is the first movie I know I saw in mm-hmm. theaters, but I think I might have seen this the same year cuz this these were both 99. Yeah. Yeah. So I might have seen it in theaters as well, but I know for a fact this was like one of the VHS like staples mm-hmm. of the oh, house. Yeah. You know, you you like you would rent this from Blockbuster and then you would just like watch it like every weekend cuz like it was the only movie like me being like a kid and my parents would couldn't both enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. But but what about you, Miss Becky over there? Um, this was one that I watched from Blockbuster. Uh, my mom was like, "No, it's gonna be too scary. You can't watch it." So my dad's like, "Let's rent it and just don't tell your mom." And great it. parenting right there. Yeah, you know, I fell in love with the movie. This is like my comfort movie. I go back to it whenever I can. Um, yeah, I just I love this movie so much. I wish I got to see it in the theater but definitely saw mommy returns and that's more of like a a cognitive memory where it's just like wow i remember every beat by beat but this one seeing it for the first time I'm like this isn't scary and this is amazing and oh my god i'm crushing on everybody this is fantastic mm-hmm. i feel that's a lot of people's initial memory of this movie is man so that's where my first crush was because this is a good looking cast. Oh yeah, from from top to bottom, it's a little too good looking. It, it's a doesn't, little doesn't make sense how good looking they are. <laughs> it's a little distracting how everyone in here could is like a GQ model. No one's teeth were that good looking in the thirties. <laughs> and in ancient times. Oh yeah, yeah. How is everyone's hair perfectly quaffed in in the middle of the desert? How's everyone jacked? It's like the thing where it's like Rachel Weiss's hair, even though she's like, oh, I've been tossed around and her hair's getting messier and messier. I'm like, it is. Lo- you are looking better and yeah, better. Better and better. <laughs> the the more like, you know, oh, disheveled, quote unquote, Rachel Weiss is getting like, I, it's like she, she's aging like a fine wine here. But the whole thing is like the mummy was one of those productions that sat in 
production hell for what like a decade because i think originally they wanted george romero to make this in like mm-hmm. yeah. 91 which would have been freaking awesome yeah because he wanted to make it like a straight like zombie movie. movie yeah i'm wondering when the switch came in to make it into what it is now which is way more of an action movie than a horror movie i have no clue zero gore Z- yeah, this is a zero gore action adventure horror movie. Right, we only see blood once, and that's at the very end. Yeah, and oh God, it it is it is weird that this is based on a horror movie. And have you have you seen the original Mummy? Oh yeah, it, right. It, it's a lot more atmosphere. It's a lot more spooky. And it's good, but this one's better. Way better. Yes. Yeah. I like mean, I love Boris Karloff, but we only get the mummy for like a couple of minutes in the original film. Mm-hmm. And the first movie is like what, barely over an hour long? It's like an hour ten. Yeah, like hour like yeah. eight or ten or something like that. But Steven Sommers, the director of The Jungle Book and Huck Finn, he's like, I can make you a great movie. Oh yeah. And he makes this movie and I'm I'm just fascinated because, yeah, he made, like, kids action movies. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I'm just going to make the standard by which all other children's action movies shall be rated by for the next, like, 20 years. By kind of sorting criming a lot from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but we won't get into that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He probably just went into that meeting and was like, all right, who likes Indiana Jones? Yo. Okay. That, but the mummy. With mummies and hot people. Oh, yeah. That, that's like the thing where James Cameron comes in and writes Alien on the whiteboard. And he's like, I have a million dollar idea. They're like, what do you got? Writes an S, puts dollars, slashes through it. They're like, of course. What makes more money than Alien? Aliens. One of the greatest pitch band in all of Hollywood. There you go. Mm-hmm. But people who haven't seen The Mummy are probably wondering what it's about. It's in the title. It is in the title. But we also have something here. The actual back of the box. It's sacred. Be careful with it. You can hear it rattling around in there. I bet if you take the tape out, it smells like the 90s. Oh, God. It's still fresh. Why does it smell it's like weed and sadness? Juicy. <laughs> so, so. Juicy. That's going to get clipped as some weird sexual thing. <laughs> but, okay, I, I literally have the back of the VHS box, all right? You, you could have gotten this at your local Blockbuster for, for $40 back in 1999. Yeah. But if you're wondering what it's about, it says, Deep in the Egyptian desert, a handful of people searching for a long-lost treasure have just unearthed a 3,000-year-old legacy of terror, combining the thrills of a rousing adventure with the suspense of Universal's legendary 1932 horror classic, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser, is a true non-stop action epic filled with dazzling visual effects, top-notch talent, and superb storytelling. Which, it, I, I would agree. There's some action. There's some storytelling. There's some... Hotness. Hotness. Superb special effects. For the time. For, for, for the 90s. For the time, yeah. yeah I think that's that's the quantifier right there, which is some, some of these special effects really hold up well, and some of them really don't. Kind of in the opening of this movie. So I mean, I love the opening of this movie. I think the opening's super cool, but I'm talking about the um, the city of Hamanoptera, and they're panning over the 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 giant statues and the pyramids, and I'm like, man, that's a little that's a little little glossy for uh for you know stone masonry. 
But was 90s Dean, you know, really falling for that? Ooh, yeah, you know. If, was, if, I, was, if I was doing this effect, I would have done this so No, 90s different. Dean was like, yo, a Noxuna moon, I guess <laughs> I would probably... Yeah, I would probably do some ancient ritual to get you back. You don't know what ancient Egypt looked like. Exactly. The pyramids were were shiny. The, Everything was And we didn't new. even know that then. We didn't even know this then? No. They didn't know about the pyramids being shiny until like, I don't know, a couple years ago. I don't know. All my all my uh Egyptian knowledge comes from this movie. Well, my Egyptian knowledge and also ancient aliens. Okay, ancient aliens, like, <laughs> that is just historical text at this point. Oh, yeah, it's on the History Channel, come on. Yeah, come on, if it's on the History Channel, it must be real. It's gotta be real. I'm just saying, guys. I watched X-Files, and it was on the History Channel once. Aliens are real. Mm-hmm. But, it's like, out there. Let's, let's talk about the opening of this movie, because it is a great opening, and it is, like, really setting up Emotep's origin story. We get to see, like, the mummy being made and it's like oh this is like the first like spooky scary stuff of the movie and then it just goes into action for the rest of it right Mm -hmm. yeah because we get the opening then we're going in to see you know rick and benny hominoptera benny being the slimiest greatest character of this movie yeah 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 so how do you how are you guys liking how this movie kind of opens? Because it is like we don't see Evie for or in Jonathan for like fifteen minutes going in. I mean, the opening of this movie is one of my childhood memories that I treasure. Just watching that, you know, just seeing why this is happening. You know, we get Emotep, we see how he has the secret affair with an ox in the moon, and how she basically, you know, stabs her soon to be husband in the back. And it's just like wow, we are like two minutes into the movie. What is going to happen? I just like how he's like, who touched you? She could have been like, it's 106. I just sweated through this fucking body paint. What do you want from me? There was a mosquito. I went to slap it. Yeah, you know, that's some great visual storytelling too. Just like, oh, the her body paint was was all messed up. And that's what the catalyst was for this whole goddamn movie. Hose ain't loyal. She should have just got it tattooed. Yeah. What else are you gonna do back then? Come right. on. Now. Also, the it I find it really interesting that this movie has this weird dedication to accuracy because all the um like Anoxina Moon, Emotep, all those they're speaking like Egyptian, right? They're speaking ancient Egyptian. I know they had to bring somebody on to like actually like be able to translate and show them this is what it would have sounded like. But the fact that Emotep and Anoxina Moon were real people in uh, in Egyptian history. It was kind of like, okay, cool. So you actually have some real people that weren't really their characters. I mean, Emotep wasn't a high priest. And Anaxunamun was actually a princess, but... I mean, Emotep did come back from the dead. He ran for governor of Kansas about three years ago. Yeah. Didn't go well, but, you know, he's trying again next year. <sighs> It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> but, um, it is, it's interesting, because the opening of the movie... Because all this is narrated by uh, Oded Fair, who plays, um... Ardeth Bay. Ardeth, sorry. Art of Bay. Yeah. Yes. Bay. Well, they knew what they were doing. L- look could. at that hair. Look at, hear that voice. You know. That beard, though. <laughs> Have you seen him in other movies without, like, the beard and the long hair? He's still very attractive. Well, yeah, but he looks like a whole different actor. I thought, I I saw him in Resident Evil, like, I don't, like, but one of them. He is in Resident he, Evil. <laughs> yes, he's he's the guy, he's like, um, God, I can't remember his name, but he's play, he plays a character in Resident Evil, and I'm like, I know that voice, but you don't. You don't look look right. And then I looked him up and I'm like, Well, 
You're you're Ardeth Bay? What the fuck? He needs to have long hair all the time. Yes. And the tattoos. Yeah. Everything. Just, just the whole outfit. Yes. He, could you he's in like some romantic comedy and he walks in and he's like Oh, sorry, I dropped my books there. And it looks and he has the fucking Aztec, or not Aztec, the, Aztec. Uh, or the Arabic written on his cheeks. Whoa, whoa. Aztec. What? It's like the same, it's like no, they're same A no. letters. No. <laughs> same A letters? They're same A words. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. And those hieroglyphs? Hieroglyphs, yeah. He has those things written on his cheeks. It'd be hilarious. He's got the emojis on his cheeks. <laughs> Could, he has a little poop emoji, like, right off in the corner here. No, that's what we're going to put on you for, you know, for that bumble right there. <laughs> oh, you're going to wait for me to fall asleep and start drawing on my face? Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring Alex in to give you some prison tattoos. Oh, that'll be so cool. I'll look so, so tough at the film club. Yeah, he's going to give you uh, a poop emoji yeah. where your teardrop should be. You're, you're going to look tough, but those those tattoos don't mean you're tough. Yeah, no. yeah. But what is tough is Rick and Benny. So we get, we finally get, we're going from the Emotep like setup, really good visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's really, really um, sets the mood, right? And it goes straight into Rick and Benny, and they're defending against this giant like army, and they're in the French Foreign Legion. And that's like our first opening, like big action mm-hmm. set piece. And this is like Rick showing off that he's like, hey guys. You like Indiana Jones? Well, I'm Rick O'Connell. How's it going? With the perfect hair. The Yes. The, the perfect jacket. I mean, that jacket. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to steal that jacket? No, he just looked really good in that jacket. He was the epitome of testosterone in those days. And especially this movie. It, and it almost went to Leo. Almost. It almost went to, like, Leo, Tom Cruise. Like, this... it is weird how many people almost got the role of Rick O'Connell. But I, I think mean, I was up for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice four-year-old three. Well, it would have three, been two when they were filming. Two-year-old <laughs> Alex. <laughs> really young in the game. I I heard I well I heard that one of the reasons that Brendan Fraser got the role was because he did George of the Jungle, mm-hmm. and he had to work with like a CGI elephant in that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, he already knows how to work with like CGI and special effects. This is gonna be a big special effects movie, so we'll just cast him. And, you know, this is him coming off of, like, George of the Jungle, so he's already, like, shredded and everything. But he does not take his shirt off nope. at all in this movie or the next movie. He doesn't need to. Which is, I know he doesn't need to, but you'd be like, that's that's a little that's a little odd. Like, we we're, hired we're, you for your abs, we're but we're pay- not going to show them. Hey, I mean, that shows progress and, you know, that shows good aging in me. Because I saw George of the Jungle in the theater and I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> Steven Somers was like I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not gonna show skin. I'm not gonna give the people what they want. Yeah, I'm gonna give people what they need. Yes, and, but we, and I needed this movie. I'm oh, Lord. Well no what what they what the people wanted in this movie, what they needed in this movie was Rachel Vice. Because we get Evie, Jonathan, their intro at the library. And... This is three years after the war scene with Rick and Benny. And yeah. the scariest part of the movie. Yep. The, the one jump stare. Yeah, that's the only part that's scary. It, I mean, there's a few parts where there's like atmosphere, but this is the only like like jump scare spook. Oh, God. Because what is, what is it? Evie does the, the gag. Right, yeah. where she knocks over the um, shelves and it tumbles everything. And, Which is... and it's okay because she's hot. She's hot. It's it's foreshadowing of what's going to happen at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's also the um. It's also a really impressive like 
gag they do because it's all done in one shot. It literally follows the camera, circles around. They have a Texas switch with um, the stunt woman falling out of frame and then Rachel Vice standing up. Like it's it's a really well done thing that's done practically. Oh yeah, and uh, we then get her introduction and we get Jonathan, who's you know, he's a silly boy. He's a silly boy. You know, he's he's like ah, you know, I'm. I'm Jonathan. Ah, oh, you're the rascal of the group. This, the silly older brother. I won't let anything happen to you, Evie. Well, not much. Yeah, I, yeah sure. Because <laughs> because he founds like the key, right? Um, the the key to like in the map to the lost city what of Hamanatra. What does the key look like? Uh, it it looks like well, we're gonna we're gonna post it on our Instagram, but it looks like this this very nice you know Egyptian uh, uh box thing hexagonal thing that you know pops out with stuff. Okay. Would would you like to, to oh, yeah. let, me, yeah. let me let me see this. Yeah. For for people who aren't following us on Instagram, uh Becky, you got the little mummy key? Yes, I, I have the mummy key. Uh unfortunately mine does not open. But on Etsy they do sell the map that comes in the key, so I need to buy that next. Fancy. And But he makes this discovery of the key and then like a scene later we discover he really doesn't find the key. Someone else finds the key, and he kind of just like stole it. Stole it. Swipes it from them. He doesn't even know it's a key. He just thinks it's something Treasure. shiny. Yeah. yeah. That I I love Jonathan in this. He is the right amount of like comic relief and obnoxious that I'm like he he is writing that perfect line of comic relief in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think the actor is John Hanna. Yes, uh, John Hanna. Once we get them all meeting when you know oh well the map god is like too messed up so john so um jonathan's like well we'll just go to the guy i stole it from and we finally get rick evie jonathan they are all like they all finally meet at the prison right well the map they find it it's pristine and it's the curator of uh the egyptian uh museum of antiquities yeah that evie works for you know, he destroys part of the map, and that's when we're kind of like, you know, well, why would you do this? Well, it's, yeah, well, it's an ancient that's, relic. That was a silly thing, too. <laughs> yeah. He's playing it off. as it's like, like, oh, I can't, I, can't, I can't see it, and then yeah. hold it near the fucking flame. One of the oldest tricks in the book. Oh, yeah. Almost worked. Almost. almost. Worked. I just like how, how if you, like, watch him do it, it's almost like he's, like, it almost looks like he's trying to grab a lighter being like, yeah, can this almost, th- okay, now it's on fire. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I mean, surprised he didn't just go, ah, shit, it uh, ripped. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, it, it ripped, and I'm. I don't know why I'm eating this map. Puts it in the paper shredder. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it would do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, he also has one of the, like the best monologues in the movie after Evie destroys the library. Oh yeah. And he's like, "Give me frogs, give me flies, give me locusts. Anything but you. Anything but you." He goes. But it was an accident. <laughs> and his delivery of it is great. Yeah, because I mean, he is just so over it, and he's like, you know, I'd rather have all the plagues. But you are a catastrophe. And she's just like, damn, you just really cut me down. <laughs> she should have been like, well, you're going to get the plagues. You're going to get the plagues, and those Benbridge scholars are going to get this. And then this. Then they go These. They go to meet Rick, w- yeah. which he's looking like George of the Jungle at that yes. point. He, he, he got that George of the Jungle hair going on. And what is it? We get We get them, and they're trying to, you know, figure out. It's like, hey, you know, like. Could you lead us to Hamanoptera? Could you? Rick's could you in help? Prison at this point. Yeah, yeah, because uh, for having a good time. Yes. And he's gonna get hanged for having a really good time. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, don't threaten me with a good time. Exactly. His neck did not break. <laughs> His neck did not break. Oh, my Lord. I love the jailer because, okay, if Jonathan is like, he's writing that fine line of obnoxious and funny, the jailer is like, hey, I'm going to write this fine line of absolute camp and obnoxious. He's probably my favorite in the movie. He is so He definitely funny. has my favorite part. But oh. we'll get there when we get there. He's yeah. got a great line, you know. I'm a very lonely man. Yeah. <laughs> and she slaps him with the book. And then the whole prison just laughs at him. It's it's so it's so good because this is where what is it? Rick lays one on Evie through the bars. Mm-hmm. And this is the first day. And two. Jonathan. Oh well, yeah. He, he pops Jonathan with the right, and he puts the two the two Fraser lips on Evie. Yeah. Yeah, what's that? wait? Was that actually the first day of shooting? Yeah, the the prison scene is the first day of shooting. Oh, really? And it was shot in a apartment, like a apartment complex in Marrakesh. Wow! So I was just kind of like, really? That's your apartment? Okay, cool. That's pretty awesome. And then Brendan Fraser almost died that same day. Yeah, I, mean, I know uh, that he almost yeah. died. So I'm just like, you know, what a way to start off your first day of shooting. He was really, really purple. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, because they, they do the um, because it's the hanging drop, right? Yeah, it actually looked really freaking painful i'm i'm wondering okay because when they you know they'll pull the cable and he drops was that the one that fucked up or is it when he's like actually hanging there and it's in the close-ups because if it's that drop and his neck didn't just snap then maybe maybe that line maybe that line wasn't in the script his neck did not break (laughs) could you could you imagine (laughs) steven somers is like shit i well, uh, take two. Just Can we keep, get another just keep, one? Just keep going. Just keep rolling. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. His neck didn't break. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Frazier's there. He's like, ah, ah, ah. Like, cut me He's George of the Jungle. He knows what he's doing. Because <laughs> what is it? Like, I, I know Rachel Weiss has said this before where it's like, yeah, like, that messed up. He, like, had to be resuscitated. Mm-hmm. She said, like, his heart stopped. Like, he, yeah. like, actually was, like, gone, gone. Yeah. And I'm like, first thing shooting? He stayed on board. He if you were Brendan Fraser and you're just like first day of shooting, I got to kiss Rachel Vice, but I also like literally died. This is why he has an Oscar. Yes. Dedication to the craft. Okay. Okay. So would you trade getting hung and then resuscitated for a kiss for a kiss from Rachel Vice? Is that a good? Trade I think on they here? have to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I would do it. The the highs and lows of life. <laughs> so it's all a high there. Uh, yes, but like they. <laughs> Brendan Fraser almost dies, and they but they managed to make the agreement with uh, the jailer. Cut for, him down! Cut him down! Warden Gad Hassan. Warden Gad, and for what is it, 15 percent or twenty five percent of twenty five percent of Hominoptera, yeah. and he gets to let um, Rick go, but he also has to come with to protect his investment. Yeah. Yes. And. This is when we finally get to like the boats and we get to see the Americans and we get the next giant action sequence of the movie, right? I think you're forgetting the most important part. This is where we see Rick all cleaned up. And Evie's like, God damn, I've been thinking about the kiss, but now, you know, you're all, you know, looking fine. The Nile isn't the only thing wet right now. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't come up with a good follow up gag to that. That's that's solid. Stunned by that line. I mean. Yeah, Alex, <laughs> Alex, right here. I'm gonna shake your hand. That was a good one. That was a solid joke. <laughs> the Nile isn't the only thing wet here, Jesus. But I mean, like, there's there's a couple like reveal moments of when oh, this actor is just gonna look the absolute best they possibly can. We're gonna get to to Evie's later, but this is definitely the oh yeah, 
Rick cleans up well. Oh yeah. And after so like they get on the boat and this is when we get introduced to like the Americans. The Americans who aren't like villains but they're part of the ensemble and they're a little antagonistic. They're yeah. treasure hunters. Which I like how if you look at the Americans they're all like like different levels of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, you got the nerdy one. Yeah, like you have Dr. Jones there. Then you have like the cowboy and that's like, ooh, that's like gun shoot that's gun shooting Indy. And then you have the one who always has like one arm not in his jacket. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like you know, like like other like Indy. He's like he's like the degrade of Indy. And it's it's just I I love the Americans so much because all of them have their own little characters and quips. I love the ensemble. You also have the Doctor. Doctor yeah. Alan Chamberlain, who just looks like he's part of that world of the Fez. Well, yes. Which Dean provided today. Yes. I brought a Fez today. It doesn't fit over the headphones, but I brought it. And then he's got, you know, the, the bitching self-portraits uh, in his office that we see later on. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like... Fuck yeah, this is a doctor of this time. <laughs> I like how this I like how the, the, the Egyptology doctor is like, uh, should I have pictures of my wife and children? No. No, I'm looking pretty solid right here. I wanna look at how good I look on this desk. He's like history's my wife. Exactly. Uh what and I and this is where we get reintroduced to uh Benny, right? Because yes. Yeah, because Benny runs away in the first his first scene, now he's back. Yeah, and because, you know, Rick's going to lead, you know, our heroes and Benny's going to lead the Americans. And I like how Rick's telling Benny, you're just going to leave him into the desert to what, rot? And he's like, no, these Americans are smart. They only paid me half now, half yeah. when I get back. And um, I love Benny. Benny is is the perfect weasel. Yeah. Just pisses you off. Oh, yeah. But you love you love it. Yeah. You love it. Who is that actor? Because I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He's uh, in There Will Be Blood, the greatest movie of all time. He's also in uh, Gods and Monsters. He is. Also yeah, he is with, with Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Also reappears in another Stephen Sommers movie, Van Helsing. He is Igor. That's right. Yes, he, he is. is. Yes. I Have you seen Van Helsing in a lo- it's recently? It's been a long time. I remember loving that movie. I remember loving it, too. And I'm I'm afraid to go back because everyone who I've ever mentioned that to has been like, oh, that movie looks disgustingly bad. When I just think about it in my mind, I'm like, mm, I was young. Uh, Whenever I think about it, I think about the maze that they used to have for it at Universal Studios. This I've was, never seen it. They had was, that maze for a, a while. Yeah, this was way back when they used to do like the mazes for like these movies. So they did one for The Mummy Returns. Mm-hmm. It was just like like a year-round maze. And that maze was like terrifying. Both of them were. But that was played by Kevin J. O'Connor. O'Connor, O'Connell, O'Connell, O'Connell. Coincidence? There's a thread here. There is. Goddamn Irish people! <sighs> I blame the Irish. But Aren't you the Irish? Quiet, you. <laughs> but yeah, so we get we get Benny there, and we get this this scene with Rick and Evie, and Evie's like in Evie's quarters. In Evie's quarters, Evie's like on a boat. Rick, why, why did you kiss me? As he's like. Playing with his guns. And typical guy response. I was gonna die, so I thought yeah, it was a good idea at the time. A good idea at the time. Which, I mean, good come idea. On. Good idea at the time. It was a great idea. He's 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 being modest. He was like, that would have been top five ideas I could have had in that moment. Just sitting there, he's going, what? what, what, what did I say? I didn't mean it. 
And right after this, you know, Evie's in her room. She's overthinking this, you know, this kiss. And I love the shot where she, like, circles the room. and she tries then, to hang her stuff. Tries to hang her stuff. And then she's, like, finally fed up. It's like, oh, yeah, it wasn't that good of a kiss anyway. And as she walks back, we now see that the window's open and she slams it when mm-hmm. it was closed before. Yeah. And then that's when evil scary guy pops out and that if you notice that whole scene is in one shot oh yeah which is like that's really like well thought out like you know filmmaking because it's like oh tension it's like oh if you're paying attention you catch on to it but then we get the big raid right you know everything's on fire people are getting shot people are on fire people are on fire people got poked in the eye Evie does a lot of eye poking in this movie. Yeah, she does. That's her one move, but it it's effective. I always like the the cowboy with the way he's like he, he, he has the, yeah. the feather, the fucking hammer, I loved the that. pistol. Oh god, and and I love how like everyone's you know uh, Rick's group are like, oh, we got to get off the boat, and the Americans are like barricaded up at the front. It's like, oh, they're this just is great. fighting. They're just shooting. Uh, and Jonathan's like, ah, Americans. Why why Jonathan got a hit on the Americans? racist it, it that was just a time that was the time and place yeah. this movie racist to the americans Mm-mm-mm. the, the mm-hmm. hero's american he is he's canadian well brendan fraser's canadian yeah but he's american he's american in the movie he is none taken uh i, I love those i love that so they then, get off the boat. Then we get a, a wet Rachel Vice. Yes. I found this out. Apparently. Which they should have gone for the R rating. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Apparently, like, her, like, nighty when she gets out, they spent, like, thousands and thousands of dollars doing, like, frame-by-frame brushing because it was completely see-through during the actual scene. Mm-hmm. We need the original cut. Just. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same exact length as the original movie. It just. You're just like, I want it without any visual CGI effects. The movie looks absolutely shit, but you go get to see it through everyone's clothes. Just how like when they did the the Sin City special edition cut where it's all the CGI's taken out as you watch the movie with them performing in front of green screens. I want that for this movie. Have you, have you actually like watched that in its entirety? I have not. It is so weird. Like it is it is like almost like like um, I'm gonna use a, a five dollar word here, like Baroque theater. It's like oh very weird, but uh, the best part is seeing people who like are good at green screening. Will they'll like insert themselves into that cut of the movie where you're just like, because it's all green screen, so they'll put their own shit in the background. It's yeah. it's funny. Yeah, there's a lot of funny cuts of that movie. I like that you know Baroque, but you still think that. Um... Ardeth had Aztec writing on his face. Eh, they're like the same words. I forget things. <laughs> he's Mexican. Ah. Yeah, oh. the, the real racist. He's, over here. Ah, you know. Oh, but they get out, but they've, you know, escaped the boat. And we get... People what? on the wrong side of the river. They're probably one of the best lines of the movie. Yep. Right. Is that is that the best line? Is that the, like the best back and forth of the movie? Pro- yeah. Oh, yeah. That that I Me and my brother would quote that I, I wouldn't even know why we would quote it to each other we would just quote it to each other all the time whenever that part of the movie came up we'd always rewind it and rewatch mm-hmm. that part because i got all the horses looks like you're on the wrong side of the river ah shit kicks the fucking water ah i love benny benny best character of the movie and you know then we get after the you know other side of the river this is where you know they have to like regroup mm-hmm. and we get the Rachel Vice reveal of yes. you know the the face that launched a, a thousand a thousand hearts launched a thousand little boys launched the th- 
<laughs> lost a thousand little boys. But yeah, we get that was when I realized that you were a man. I were uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. realized I knew what I liked then. <laughs> that is like that is like everyone's thing about this movie is like, man, everyone in this movie looks way too good to be like Egyptologist, and then they see you know Rachel Weiss in the veil, you know, appropriating another person's culture, and it's like, oh, I I guess I am straight. I I guess I found that out today because we get like. The Rick O'Connell reveal, right? This is Evie's reveal of she's pretty without her glasses on. Mm-hmm. Yes. But she was one, one of my pretty favorite with her tropes. <laughs> the, what is it? Best tropes of cinema is, oh, honey, you're just, you're absolutely beautiful. Just take your glasses off and. My God, you've been gorgeous this whole time. It's like, yes, she has. <laughs> I love, I can't, I, I can't it's, remember. It's very striking when we see her because, you know, we have uh, Jonathan, you know, fighting for the camels. It's just, you know, chaos. And then she walks out and it's kind of like we're looking at her from Rick's perspective where everything, everything just kind stops. of everything stops. And she's just very striking with, you know, her eyes and, you know, she's covered by the veil. And it, she has beautiful eyes yeah. in this movie. I found out where babies come from just because of that scene. <laughs> That's that scene was all the puberty talk I needed. It was like it was like, you know, like that montage of like the creation of the world and all like that. That just all went through my mind when I saw that. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, everything. And then like oh that's where i came from (laughs) she's the mother of all creation (laughs) like i know i know we're kind of like holding on onto this moment but it's like it is like distracting how good looking everyone in this cast is it is it is hilarious but they finally like get the camels and they're trekking across the desert to hamanoptra and this is one of my favorite bullshit parts of the movie is when they're, you know, they're going through the desert and then we have Ardeth Bay on the cliff and he sees Rick on the horse and he's yeah. like, this is a strong one. I'm like, do you have like supervision for all the way over here? You could tell that, that was that one guy you saw like three years ago. Contact lessons. <laughs> also, I superpowers. I love that. I love that scene because if you noticed, it's the exact same shot from the from the first time you see him where it's like the low like Mm -hmm. zoom in and um and if you look at it it's like they just color corrected it blue to make it night yeah i don't think he ever i think he's been there for three years on that hillside just just watching well yeah that's that's his job he's gonna make the tan oh yeah that's a beautiful glistening oh yeah it's a great tan solid i don't i don't know what this guy's doing with his hair out in the middle of the desert but it's perfect perfectly quaffed he's probably got that head and shoulders yeah that 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 was the key. The Magi discovered head and shoulders hundreds, not if not thousands of years before the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. then you wash it in the oasis. Well, no, the oasis is very dangerous, but we'll get to that in the second movie. So, but it's got magical properties. <laughs> yeah, it has a lot of the properties. Oasis des- definitely does have magical properties. <laughs> but we, <laughs> yes, it's a wonder wall all over again. Shut up. So <laughs> they get, to, they finally get. To where Hamanach was supposed to be and the Americans meet them there. One of the best scenes. The grand magic reveal. Everything's all mystical with the sun hitting it. the sun hitting it, all that. Oh, yeah. That's like, this movie really feels like an adventure. And, like, this is, like, a great example of that adventure. And it's, it's, it's crazy because if you think about it, this is based on a horror movie. And there's not, there's no scary horror movie bits for, like half hour 45 minutes of the movie it's not until we get into hominoptera yeah not yeah actually not until you, you they start fucking digging and we get one of the best you know hominoptras 
Ah, oh, there it is. The treasure. Hominoptera. So good. And it's said by the nerdy one. Oh, yeah. I know. I, uh, well, he had to get it out before, you know. Before, you, yeah. yeah. I also like how the nerdy American also has one of the most chiseled jaw lines you could possibly find. Those were fake glasses. I mean, come they, on. They had to be, right? I mean, you know, you're stereotyping. T- uh, stereotyping? You're stereotyping the nerds. Nerds could be chiseled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doubtful. But he does get his Velma moment later in the movie, which, yeah, <laughs> Kino. Um, but we they get the race to Hominoptera, and, you know, Evie wins. Not yeah. Rick. Evie wins, because she is one with the camel. And they start the dig. And the dig is, you know, fun, you know, back and forth, you know, with the Americans having the whole, like, like Egyptian army market to help dig. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, You have the Egyptologist and- where he's like, oh, they're following a woman. What does a woman know? She knows more than him. She yep. knows everything. And they, they found... always do. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, yes, yes. So they start digging, and this is where we get, like, we get the Beatles, the book, we find the mummy, there's, like, the raid. This is where, like, the movie switches from only action-adventure to a little more, like, scary, spooky shit. Because... Mm-hmm. This is this is where we lose the warden. That's my favorite this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Favorite part of the whole movie? Yeah. Blue blue gold. Uh, <laughs> blue gold. <laughs> He's I think that actor I hate bugs. <laughs> I hate the bugs. Did you hear that? I think he said bugs. You said bugs? <laughs> I hate bugs. That actor, I think he's like a like a famous comedian or something in like England or whatnot, but he is he is killing it in that scene. Oh, yeah. He's chewing up the scenery. Yeah, and this is this is probably, like, one of the only parts of the movie where I look and I'm like, ooh, that didn't age well, where it's the bugs crawling up his chest. As a kid, super scary. But it's still, it's still like, it's still pretty gross. Yes. Yeah, it's the gross. The fact that it looks faker now makes it look kind of grosser. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. As an adult, I'm like, oh, that is one of the grossest things I've ever That's seen. one of the most horrifying CGIs I've ever seen. <laughs> it, It is just really funny how it's like, okay, every, like, because there's a lot of practicals. Like, I would say, like, from the, from the introduction to Rick and Benny all the way up to, like, here, there's, like, not a lot of CGI. It's mm-hmm. mostly practical effects. But, like, right there, I'm like, ooh, could, could we not have done that as a practical uh, that looks probably a little weird. Probably would have hurt too much. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get no bugs inside you. Bugs? Did he say bugs? Yeah. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we lose we lose the warden, and this is where the Americans um basically just like acid bath like three of the of the workers. Oh yeah, the Yeah, the the Egyptian workers they get. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. Stupid, superstitious bastard. <laughs> I love that part, too. Stu- this place <laughs> is cursed. It's cursed. It's all cursed. And then Benny's like, yeah, it's fucking cursed, guys. Deuces. <laughs> Peace out. And that's when they, they get the chest. And they they crack it open. Why they cracked it open and stood around it so close that if there was an acid thing in there, they would all die. And this is where they find... Is the it book the, the, the Book of the Dead, and they find the canopic jars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Americans are like, a book? That's yeah. the treasure? That's the treasure? Really? And then, you know, 
you know, stupid, stinking, you know, yeah, we get that yeah. line, and then he kicks it, and then that's when we get the canopic jars. And then the Egypt Falls is like, there you go, there's your treasure. And I'm like, yay, you know, intestines and hearts, cool. I still uh-huh. think it was milk in there. Milk and cereal. Very old milk and cereal. But they find that, and Evie, Jonathan, and Rick, who just kind of like, ah, the warden died. Well, sucks for him. Let's keep digging. And they find <clears throat> the mummy. Yeah. The, what is it? The, the sarcophagus? sarcophagus falls down from... Jonathan, you know, golfing just random pieces of rocks and mm-hmm. the... Yeah. Yeah. And they, they find um, Emotep and he looks... um. How does he look? Juicy. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And they're... That's when they realize... The key does work for something. Yeah, that yeah. The key opens up Emotep's sarcophagus, and it also opens up the book too. Got and claw marks in there. Okay, which means he was buried alive. Ah, uh, okay. This is where it's. This is where we're going back into horror movie territory, where it's like, oh god, the he they committed the what is it, a humda the hum, on him, the yeah. humdai, the humdai, and it's like it was so dang, it was so dangerous they never used it. This is where we circle back because we see him being turned into a mummy at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. And uh, Arnold Vosloo was you know kind of panicking because he was wrapped up in bandages for hours, and it's the same thing that they did with um oh uh, the Bride of Frankenstein, Elsa Lanchester, yeah, where it's like they get wrapped up so tight like they actually they can't, can't breathe, move. yeah. So, you know, it's this thing where it, it looks terrifying and then you load in the bugs with him. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. I can't, you know, I can't even. And then we're seeing the results of this and that he was alive. And I was reading somewhere, I guess, from like the novelization of the book or of the movie was they explain it a little bit more about why he ends up being juicy is that he was eating the bugs and that was kind of sustaining him mm. for a while. So he was alive in there for a bit. And it was a thing where if you ate the scarabs, it was a like that was also a curse or whatever. It would just like add on to your years that you would be, basically be in hell. So it was just like so man, he got fucked coming and going on that one. He did. So that explains why you know that's why there's the writing in there because dude was alive for I don't know maybe a couple of years in there, I... which is even <laughs> a scarier idea. It's like when you're when you're buried alive for a while but there's still food coming in you're like man this this really sucks also where am i pooping also and the food's eating you yeah it's just that's a cycle it's the circle of life but yeah so they find the mummy and this is when we get a real introduction to the magi instead of being the mysterious people who just only live on that one cliff and never leave it they uh arrayed the camp and this is where, like, Ardeth Bay and his boys, they come in. They they get killing a bunch of uh, nameless henchmen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Until Rick gets the dynamite out and he Which pulls... one of the coolest things ever. He He's pulling the fucking, like, Kurt Russell from the thing and he's like, we'll all go up right here, goddammit. <laughs> it's... Oh, it, I love that shit. And then, and then he just takes the thing out, throws it, all good. Oh, yeah, and the, the Magi tell him, like, leave by tomorrow, tomorrow, and he's like, I slept dynamite. He's like, all right, later, we'll see you guys tomorrow, and fucking leave. Um, And I think it's right after that, that's when Evie, in a drunken stupor, tries to kiss Rick, mm-hmm. right? Right? Right. But then when she wakes up from her drunken stupor, she's like, I'm going to read from this ancient cursed book. Totally not a bad idea. I mean, you totally skipped over one of her best lines in the movie. 
What's a uh, What's a place like me doing in a, a girl, girl like, like this? this? <laughs> Great line. Top five lines. I don't know what I would be doing in a girl like that. <laughs> it would. Well, how's the song go? Your body is a wonderland. Is, is that it? Have you been listening to John Mayer again? Quiet, yeah. <laughs> Did you go to the Grateful Dead shows? <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's right. He's like does guitar for Grateful Dead now. Yeah, it, it's over now. Thank uh, God. Oh, okay. It is okay. I listen. He's a good guitar player. Good guitar player, but I listened to like a John Mayer like album because i'm like okay like it was just free on fucking youtube he told me this and i was like yeah what <laughs> well okay so like i was like bored and i was like i'm going through i'm just listening to random albums and i was like john mayer okay i know that name but i've never listened to any john mayer like music and i'm like so this is what mom rock sounds like oh yeah it, that's it that's it that's like <laughs> what is it there's a genre of music that needs needs to be more well known called minivan rock john mayer nine days those guys that is minivan rock i thought you were gonna say the mummy score that needs to be more publicized people need to listen to that well i mean people should what they should yeah who who does the score for this it's this some one, goldsmith uh, yeah go, uh, is it, oh, it's right here on the back jerry goldsmith jerry goldsmith the second one's uh, alan silvestri yes i found yeah i found out because uh what is it uh jerry goldsmith thought this movie was um mindless trash and said that in a screening of the movie that he didn't know steven summers was in mm-hmm. and steven summers was like well fuck you too dude i'm getting somebody else for the next movie yeah 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 but he does do fucking great work in oh this my God. oh yeah the he, music is it's beautiful. a banger it's a banger it's a banger that's my line why'd you steal it because i had to get there before you did damn it he did he did well, yeah, the music in this is fucking great. It's really reminiscent of, like, Lawrence of Arabia and... Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones. Gripping notes from the best. So then, uh, she steals the book. Yes. She steals... the dead. Totally... Reads from it. Totally a good idea. Nothing ever bad happened from reading a book. And once she reads the book, it begins. The fucking locusts come in. <laughs> the locusts come in everyone's freaking out which that part's freaky too when the uh when the uh oh the guy's guys holding the book and he's covered in the locust and he's like what What have we done done? what have we done and i'm like first of all you should have fucking known (laughs) that was gonna happen also like you had the information that you can't read from the book wouldn't you tell everybody hey don't be looking at this book and trying to read it. Like, mm-hmm. don't do it. Also, why don't you hide it a little bit better when you go to sleep instead of clutching it in your arms? Why and you, apparently you're a heavy sleeper. Why do you go look for it in the first place? Why do you go to sleep with a big-ass book and a canopic jar in your other arm? That doesn't seem comfortable. Well, okay, why do you go to sleep with, you know, a canopic jar and giant book in your arms? I don't. Uh, you're I missing my, out. I keep my Book of the Dead on the shelf. Why didn't he have it on the shelf? That's where books belong. Not not in hands. Mm. They're to be observed, not not held. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Ah, uh, we're very book that fucking heavy. That's another thing. Like, wouldn't isn't that like a joke? Like yeah. the like these books are would weigh like hundreds of pounds. Yeah, no, the actual book of the dead is papyrus, obviously. Yeah. So that's why it was this thing where it's like they would never make it out of these silver or not silver, these gold plates that no one could handle. But of like, but for movie wise, it's gotta look, you know, it's pretty badass. Look, it looks nice. Yeah. Have you ever like listened to the commentary for these movies? No, it's no. not on the VHS tape. Okay. Well, if you ever do, Stephen <laughs> Stephen Sommers and like like when he's doing the commentary, he just loves pointing out all the dumb shit about his own movies. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that book it would have been way too heavy to actually like use for anything. That's super dumb. 
There's also a bunch of stuff where he points out like weird continuity errors in the movie or he's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but it looked really cool when we did it. Like I, the, yeah, these are great commentary tracks if you get the chance. But um, but that scene where he's covered in the grasshoppers? Or it's a locust, I think. Whatever. Think of the same thing. Yeah, you yeah. know. Whatever it is. I guess they had to shoot it a couple of times because he just couldn't keep a straight face because the bugs are just moving all over. <laughs> I'd be in tears and be like, please, you're not paying me enough. I can't do He's this. like, yes, we fucking are. Take 36, goddammit. Oh, the other bugs were CGI. Why aren't these ones? <laughs> that would look stupid. <laughs> Uh, Steven, this is like the fifth bug up my nose. I don't think I could take anymore. You can take as much as I damn well say. Another take. Set up. Get the lights. What have we done? <laughs> He's like, perfect. Cut. Oh, God. It, it, is, it is fucking great because the um, plagues of Egypt are coming in because we only get like, what, four or five of them and they just kind of skip it on the rest. Yeah. But the plagues of Egypt that are coming in is like, oh, you get the locusts, the meteors, you get um, the, the water turning into blood. Water turning into the blood. Eclipse. Blood. Blood. You get, yeah, you get like the top, the, the good ones. But this is. Oh, the meteors. Did you actually know what they used to, to make that? And what? Uh, for like the little parts of the meteors that were breaking off was actually dog food that they spray paint, painted white, dry dog food. Interesting. So for hmm. you guys, when you're you know doing your next movie, you guys want to do something like that. I think yeah, I think we we can feed we the have cast some, dog food. We have something already already planned for that. Yeah. Yes. We yes. got the we got the cat food at the at the factory. Oh, interesting. We know what's up. But this is also where Emotep finally rises. Yeah. You know? He's regenerating. He's coming back. He's gonna get that ass, and he al- he almost gets Evie's ass, almost. He does, and you know when he's doing that, it reminded me of "Remember the Time" by Michael Jackson with the sand coming in through the keyhole. Oh god! <laughs> One of the greatest music videos ever made. Oh, that's right. I never thought about that. God, I you know more of Michael Jackson's uh, uh, music videos than I do. I know Captain EO and that's and Thriller. Okay, and beat it. What okay, about, what about Bad? And bad. Fuck, goddamn, there's a lot of good Billie ones. Jean. Okay, I know the ones for his good songs. Well, remember yeah. the time is one of his best songs. What, what, what are his bad songs? Yeah. Well, there's bad. Who's bad? And then Emotep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, em- yes, Emotep rises. But yeah, 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 we got to get him. Uh, he getting the nerdy guy. Yes, yes. That's yeah. a great scene. That's that's a pretty creepy part. Well, we gotta talk. Yeah, we gotta talk about Mr. Burns. Yeah, Mr. Burns. Yeah. Him meeting Benny. Like, there's a whole thing. So, they're the Americans are running away because the scare because the scare beetles have finally like broken through and they're like attacking everybody. Right? Because it has begun. The locusts have driven them back into like the tomb. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. Underground. They're trying to get away from the locusts, and then that's when we start getting the scarabs, and it turns into kind of like Scooby Doo. Everyone's running around trying to evade. And that's when Evie meets the mummy. Yes. Evie. No, or no, no, no. Burns gets caught first because they're running. He falls over. He has his Velma moan. It's like, yeah, where, are where are my glasses? I can't see without my glasses. And Benny comes in, stomps his glasses a few times and runs away. He just looks at him and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Benny. Benny, king of self-preservation. St. Benny of self-preservation. Never change. Never change. So Burns is hand out trying to find like, where is everybody? Somebody help me. Gets the gun out. What he's going to shoot, I don't fucking know, but Anything. Emotep's there. And it is shot so well with, like, like super, like, out of focus, like, super shallow depth of field. You only really see, like... The outline. Just the outline or in, like, the... Whoosh. There you go. 
great sound effects in this movie. No, I do love the sound effects in this movie. The way the guns sound, like just like when they're moving them, crisp. Uh, I actually got something interesting for you. This movie only was nominated for one Oscar, and it was only for sound. It's great sound. Yeah, it it lost its sound out to Matrix, which yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah. But and it was like wild to me because it was also up against like the Green Mile, the Insider, and Star Wars Episode One, mm-hmm. which guys, the Mummy, Matrix, Green Mile, and Episode One all came out in the same year. That's wild. Oh no, you know what else is wild? You know what else came out in 1999? American Beauty, Sixth Sense, Being John Malkovich, Girl Interrupted, Talented Mr. Oh. Ripley, Fight Club, Sleepy Hollow. That was just the movies nominated for Oscars. What about Magnolia? Magnolia? You didn't even name Magnolia. <laughs> yes. What is your problem, Dean? Watch Magnolia again. It's not nearly as good as you think it I is. I watch it like every few months <laughs> on VHS. Of course. Double VHS. Double V. Is it that long? It needs two to be three hours and eight minutes. Fuck. That's God. That movie's long as shit. But yeah, like 1999 was a solid fucking year. Mm-hmm. Solid fucking year. It and was you, a banger. It was a banger year. Did you say American Beauty? American Beauty. That was yeah. This is the year that American Beauty won Best Picture. Yeah. But should have been Magnolia. Should have been the Mummy. Should have been the Mummy. Well, the Mummy should have been nominated. Should have been. Should have been. Should have won Best Sound for sure. I I think so. Like the Matrix is like has good sound stuff in it, but it's. A lot of it's like very practical sound. I feel like the mummy has a lot more atmosphere sound going on. I, yeah, I feel like Matrix sound. It's like it. It's just I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's a lot of like music and stuff and like you know this and that. But the sounds in this like the smallest little thing. It's like ooh, that's a good sound. The the whoosh like yeah, the, the, the whole thing about like how Emotep how his movements. Like his his movements in the robes, like there's weird sounds that don't love, sound right. I love the sounds of Hamanoptera out like in the desert. Yeah, where it's just the, <laughs> or you know, oh yeah, the, the curse. And then you have Rick. I hate it when that happens every time. Yeah, every time, <laughs> or even just the when the key opens, a that click. Ah, oh, it's and a great sound. And the music sound. plays underneath. Yeah, and it's just it's so majestic. There, there's a lot of really solid production stuff going on in this movie. I mean, even the sound of the scarabs. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying, and then you find out that it's really just a rain stick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, I've played with those a hundred times, and it's like, yeah, now I hear it, and now I'm going to be afraid of rain sticks. You're not already afraid of rain sticks? No, I'm afraid of scarabs. Uh-huh. You remember the tram at Universal Studios? That was, yeah, I was going to bring that up. That's like, besides this movie, that is a core memory. Like, that, like they have the roller coaster. Yeah, the mummy ride. Yeah, that's fine. But that part in the tram... Terrifying. Oh my god, that was so cool. Remember when it had like the video guy and you'd be like, Oh, I'm here with the ancient Aegis thing yeah. and then it would black out and come up and he'd be a skeleton. <laughs> it was like it was like it was their version of uh uh their Indiana Jones ride. Yeah. 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 And then you'd go speeding through like the tunnel and then you'd have the scarabs come out and then mm. if you knew you'd just like lift up your feet so you wouldn't have to feel like the vibration and then you hear everyone but else. But you didn't want you didn't want to though. Yeah. I didn't want one rogue one to come out and I'd be like, oh my god, it's crawling up my leg. <laughs> this movie has so many of those like core memory moments like for me. Like I remember like the VHS stuff in the I remember the the roller coaster at Universal like super, super well. I was sad because they took it out like or no no, it's, it's still, still there. there. They took out King Kong to get the mummy ride. That's what it was. What? You don't remember? 
You don't remember that? I think there was like a King Kong right before no, the mummy no. was there. No, they, they, what was had, there before? They had King Kong. They had the King Kong on the uh, on the tram ride, but it caught on fire. Yeah, that that caught on fire, and then, and then they, they got replaced rid of... it with the 360 King Kong, which was pretty freaking cool. It's well, cool, but I'd rather have the mummy. I mean, I would well, too. What but... was there at the? Because there was something there before the mummy roller coaster. There was something there before. Oh, that. it was ET. No, was it ET? It was ET. E. E. Yeah. yeah, I'm upset they took out ET. Was that? I thought ET was still there. No, no ET's gone. That e. was ET, and then right next to it, they had like this showroom that would change into different things. And it, I think, the last thing that was there was all the costumes for My Love Lucy. Oh, okay. And then behind that, they had like the clump house where it was just like everything from the movie that you could walk through. Mm-hmm. I miss old Universal. Oh, like me that. too. And they had they had backdraft, but now that's the uh, Transformers ride, right? Yeah, oh, that's. I loved, like, because, what is it? You would go, like, backdraft, and right next to it was, like, the uh, sound stage, or, like, the stage, right? Where, Where like, they would do... Um, the makeup effects? The makeup effects, and they'd have, like, the big wolf, and then he would, like, go and, like, attack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, go- going on Jurassic Park, like, getting absolutely yes. soaked, and then going to backdraft and leaving that place dry. <laughs> uh, that yeah, was that was the lineup. <laughs> that was they, the they, thing. They knew it. They, they set it up, like, you know, people... Just going to backdraft, they'll dry off. Yeah. Oh God, I, I loved going into like backdraft. Like that's a core. I've never seen the movie, but I've been in that ride or that experience, whatever you want to call it, like a million times. I remember it used to scare me. Yeah. It would get so hot, and you're like, that's like real fire. And like you're like, how does Kiss do that every night? <laughs> Gene Simmons is like, I only let my hair on fire once. It got better. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know what? I'm sad that I did miss out on uh, Universal. Was apparently when they opened the ride for the mummy on both coasts, when it would get like the line would get super long because it's a new um, new ride and it takes you know hours to get into a line here, you know, for our rides here. Apparently, people would be standing in line and they'd start chanting "Emota." Oh, that's awesome! I'm like, oh fuck! I'm like, that doesn't happen when you go to Universal Studios now. It's just you know, it's totally different now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't been in like ten years, but even ten years ago, it was different from when growing up i mean we go for um horror nights and that's like it like sometimes we'll go like i think we've gone during the day like once or twice i think but even then it's like still around horror nights so like half the place is like set up for halloween man i'm old universal was like the best we got to get them to do a a mummy maze for for horror nights from now on i mean last year they did um I think it was like three of the horror icons. Yeah, it was like Dracula, Frankenstein, Doctor Dracula, Mister Hyde was one. That's that's four. That 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 wasn't or, last year. That was, was it, it that was, was like a few years ago. Look, <laughs> time was, time Dracula, is a, the a the wandering mummy. sea. But I mean, it, the mummy part of that maze was so small. It's mm-hmm. like we need like an actual like mummy maze because the returns mummy maze was terrifying. But you know what else is terrifying? The mummy. Yes, when he corners movie. Evie. And this is the first time we get to see, like, Emote have full CGI model and, like, the spooky mummy in his, like, gear, right? Yeah. You you got a big old grin <laughs> on your face. Because <laughs> when I was little, mm-hmm. and I still think it because I always thought it when I was little, I always thought, so when he was, like, you know, like, 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 decom- decompositional, yeah, yeah, like, it was a... I always thought he looked like a shit. <laughs> he looked like poo. <laughs> he looked like poop. <laughs> like not like oh he looks like shit. I'm like that guy's made of poop. <laughs> I mean, you know. Ugh. Now now I'm never gonna be able to unsee that because he kind of does look like poop. He, he looks like poop, doesn't he? Not not in the second. He doesn't look like poop in the second one. No. The no. first one he looks like poop. You're like dang. 
That's a poop. That's a poop. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a steaming turd. <laughs> also, it is it is funny to me because like in in that he's like all gooey or whatever, but when he starts moving around and when he's like cornering Evie, I'm like, you are stone dry now. There's you're not gooey at all anymore. You're there's a dry no way. Poop. There's no way you're that dry in the same room as Rachel Vice. Impossible. It says, "What is the Nile in here?" Exactly. Still a great one. And and I love that. <laughs> I love that she he corners he corners like um Evie and he's like. A knock, a knock, on the moon. And I like how he says it like, bitch, is that you? <laughs> Fuck, I got the bat, the worst eyes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. His eyes My eyes been up. closed for like 3,000 years. 3,000 years and the ones I got ain't good. <laughs> and then Rick comes in and he's like, what the fuck is that? Which, and he just starts blasting. <laughs> just start, I don't know what happened. I just started blasting. And you've got, you know, Mr. Burns crawling away because, you know, he's got his eyes ripped out, his tongue ripped out. Yeah, when he turns around and he's like, Oh, <laughs> oh God! Oh. That that which that looks great. That that scares like, the shit me. out of me. He's like, no, oh, <laughs> it took my eyes, my tongue. Like, yeah, when he turns around and it's like the oh, empty yeah. eye sockets, I'm like, oh, that is that gives me the heebie-jeebies. God damn! Oh, but they they managed to uh, escape Emotep. They they're back in uh, Cairo. 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 Yeah. And I like how Rick's like. We're getting the fuck out of here. Pack your shit. We're gone. Evie's like, but we need to save the world. And that's no, a we great, fucking don't. That's a great gag, too, when, when they're throwing everything in and out, and then she closes it on his hands. He's like, ah. Oh, that's, I, I love that so much because, like, you know, they're having their bickering moment, and it's like the development of their relationship, right? Because yeah. we've established, like, oh, they like each other. Oh, they're they're into each other, but they are, like, like fundamentally, like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. And then they fuck. And then, well, it happens between, you know, one and two. Like, oh, it, yeah, yeah. The math works out. Yeah. But they're, um, you know, like, ah, what are we going to do now? And this is where we meet Winston for the first time. Yeah. Love Winston. World War, or a, a member of the a British Royal uh, Air Force hero. Somebody spilled their drink. And walks through the fucking pond, or walks through the fucking um, the Yeah, well, he's, yeah walking through the fountain. Walking through the fountain. <laughs> uh, and this is where we get, like colonialism colonial yes this movie personified yes this movie is like anti-english anti-american this is a movie for the people god damn it and then we get blood yeah they get blood. the i i love that where all of them are like well here's the going home they all drink and in unison spit up the the stuff and it cuts around everyone's spitting it i was like this tastes like shit no it tastes like blood, blood. And this is where, like, the meteors start showing up, like, mm-hmm. actually. And this is where... And the eclipse. And the eclipse. And this is, like, Emotep and Benny are now homies. You got him with that, that freaky stone mask or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. That mask is cool, <laughs> the though. The death mask. It is, it is, like, really creepy, honestly. I'm like, this... If he just wore that throughout the whole movie, I would be more scared. Oh, yeah. If they're, like, he's regenerating, but he still has the thing on. Oh, uh, again, heebie-jeebies. But this heebie-jeebies. is also one of my other favorite parts is when they've got Burns in there. And, you know, he's trying to get yeah. the rest of his skin. And he like, hands him the tea and he knocks it over him. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Benny's like, that it's part okay. kills me. Emotep, it's okay. Prince Emotep wants to thank you for your time and, and your, your eyes and your, and tongue. your tongue. And and Burns starts whimpering and getting scared. Oh. I'm like, oh, no. But he's going to need more. Oh, God, that. And then oh. when then when you, you see him again, he's just all 
that that is the that I love that because that's the turn of Benny being like slimy comic relief to like full fledged villain. Oh yeah, and like right after that, he's going through like the uh, professor's place, and this is where Rick meets them and. Rick nails Benny with that fucking chair. Oh, yeah. Like, a, like he's... Uh, a so, little, when he's mm. coming down the stairs and he runs back up and he's like, hey, where are you going? So apparently this scene, Kevin J. O'Connor took a beating from uh, Brendan Fraser because they, I, I guess they just kept reshooting it over and over again. So they had to like ice him down. But wow. specifically, they added in there, he had to ice down his nipples. So I'm like, what are <laughs> His <doing?"> nipples? <laughs> like, is there a cut scene for Brendan Fraser? Or he's Rick's giving him purple like, nipples? Purple nipples. <laughs> Tell me, he's like Rachel. God, that would, I, I, I need to know why. Why I, I his want nips? Know, I want to know that too. I need to know this information. But oh. the chair, that's yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, that chair was he. <laughs> and even Jonathan's like, God damn, that was a good one. <laughs> I, I like it because it's like there's, you know, it's like it's an action. This is an action adventure movie, and it's like. Oh, you know, oh, we're here for the cool spectacle, you know, mommy's gunfire. And it's like, man, that chair looked like it fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that looked like that. Whoever took that chair, whatever stuntman, that guy fucking hurt. You're watching after that. people get shot and like, you know, fucking stabbed. like stabbed, getting their, falling out of windows, getting getting their skin sucked out of them. But the moment someone gets hit with a chair, you're like, ooh. <laughs> WWE learned that years Ow. ago. I've fallen out a window. It's all good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you just roll with it. Uh, and they. Like we, get, Benny gets thrown out the window. He, he gets. No, he, he, no, no, he jumps. Yeah, he, he jumps, jumps out the window. I like how Benny's like. <laughs> Benny's like three stories or dealing with Rick. Man, I'm gonna taste this ground so good right now. Jumps out. He gets and, up pretty quick. Well, they do, I love the Texas switch where the yeah. stuntman jumps out and then like somehow twelve feet closer to camera, yeah. he pops up like three seconds and 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 the and what is it? Oh, um. I like that he jumps he, into you know the, the 1930s trash cans mm-hmm. too. You know, just the. And he's just like. Okay, let me fix my hat and I'm good. Yeah, Benny gets up, his eyes are spinning around like a cartoon. He's like, oh, wow, I don't know what happened. And he starts falling around. He like falls straight down, but like somehow, like out of camera view, he just slides 12 feet and then up. Yeah, he goes from being like, man, he's like way back there. Now he's like perfect frame, like chin to head. Oh, God. And and this is um like the first instance where. well, Emotep, this is where he's actually going through and killing the Americans to regenerate. Yeah. Because that's the curse that's on the chest. You know, whoever takes the canopic jars, they're yeah, going to get got. And mummy food. And this is where um, Emotep capture or kills the Egyptologist. Pr- Egyptologist. And this is the scariest, I think, Emotep looks, where it's that pale skin. There's holes. And it's like he almost looks human, but just not enough. Oh, he has that, pictures. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, like, I love that look. I think that was, like, the scariest Most mummy unsettling. look. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. He, he, It's like he's almost human, but he's not, and that, like, fucks with my uncanny valley. It's like that white poop you see at the park. Exactly. <laughs> the one where, where it's like, ah, oh, somebody, somebody left you in there a little too long. Yeah. Oh, all the color's been sucked out of you. Wait, did Emotep come here? Yeah, he's Emotep. just regenerating the poop. <laughs> and... This is and this is finally where Evie and Emotep they're like, like um they meet in earnest, right? Like he comes in, he's well, trying to take her. He gets the cowboy first. Oh yeah, yeah, he gets the cowboy. Where yeah, because they they're outside the, the door. The, the shadow fight. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Great, great uh, shots there. Also, why doesn't Emotep the... do that to everyone? Be like, I just turn into a sandstorm and suck you dry. Why? 
I should just do that all the time. I wish Mutual Vice would do that. <laughs> just turn into a sandstorm and suck you dry. <laughs> or do you want just one of those? It's just the, the latter part. Ah, yes, yes. Not the sandstorm. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, in a sandstorm, it's fine, but. <laughs> you see, Alex, I hate sand. <laughs> it's of course. I look over and I'm like, where did you get the Jedi tail and the robes? It's a, it's a, it's a Magi tail. A Magi yes. tail. So, you know, uh, um, they, they, Emotep and Evie, ha- they he meet. He has his Dracula moment with yeah, her. Yes, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. lays one on uh, Rachel. Also, I love how now, Ooh. like, yeah. yeah, where like the scarab comes out, crawls into his he mouth, and he starts it. chewing it. He's got a little snack, yeah. I found out that apparently that effect took forever to get right. Because, like, like, because he's wearing like just green screen like stickers on his face. Yeah. And they had to time it so the scarab effect worked exactly right for him to like catch it in his mouth and start chewing mm-hmm. in it. Apparently that took like two days to get right. Like it took a fucking forever. Two days seems like a short time. Two I, days and that's the only thing you're doing, man. I don't know. That and it's and one they had ILM. I mean, it's like if you're gonna do these kind of effects, that's yeah. how you do it. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's and on the back of the box. The the kiss, you know, where I love how when he kisses Evie, his face starts like decomposing away, and then yeah. she wakes up and like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> just rolls out of the bed. Also, and Rick, get your ugly face off her. What is it? And that's when he pulls out the cat. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh!" And he runs away. The cat named Cleo. The cat. Oh, it is named Cleo. It is named Cleo. Oh, that's adorable. It's like the most like common cat name, but it's perfect. I knew a dog named Cleo actually. That's wrong. It's wrong. Should well, only be you cats. told my aunt Deb. <laughs> yeah, I'll let her know. Aunt Deb, that. I'll I'll let her know. She lives on the it. east coast. She'll fuck you up. <laughs> oh, that's that's far. That's far as hell. So, right right after that moment, that's when they go meet like the the museum curator. Yeah. That's when Art of Bay shows up, and or sorry, Art of Bay. Art of Bay yeah. shows up, and then they're like, so. How do we kill this mummy? And well, that's like, when we what? find out that the curator is part of the Magi, and he's like, "We've been trying to keep this under wraps for three thousand years, and you guys could just come and fuck it up in a yep. couple of days." And you think that's okay to kill people? Let me think about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's good shit. It's good shit. I love, I love the back and forth and the dialogue in this movie. It that feels most like the original Mummy. That snappy kind of back and forth dialogue. And then yeah. you get the car. Oh yeah, yeah, the car chase. Car chase is awesome. Cause like the car itself. Oh yeah. Cause right, cause right here they're just like mowing down the peeps in the street. <laughs> cause they got like, Cause they got to get away from Emotep and his uh, minions. Um, minions. You're gonna of, get you know, yours, Benny. You're gonna <laughs> get yours. yours. Like, like I've never, never heard, heard that, that before. <laughs> so fucking good. So fucking good. And I this okay. My brother came in and was like, "Hey, Dean, we gotta go, like, you know, um, get food or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, the car scene's about to happen. After the car scene, we'll go." Because I'm like, I'm not missing this fucking car scene, because it's the car chase through the streets of Cairo. They're like plowing through people. They're punching. This is like the most like two fisted pulp hero action. Indi- you get. This is the Indiana Jones scene. Mm-hmm. It's not even that fast of a car chase. The- no, yeah, they're going like fucking thirty five. Yeah. I mean, probably as fast as they can go back then, but yeah. I mean, it's weighed down by like thirty people. Yeah, and this people is just flying everywhere. And this is where we lose the last American, who with, with his arm in his jacket. Yeah, which you would have thought he would have died sooner. The whole movie is like, put your fucking jacket on. He, why'd you even bring a jacket to Egypt? <laughs> it's it, hot. It's funny because like out of all the Americans, he's the one that has the least. Um, 
off the mark character, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, oh, well, there's like the Texas like cowboy, there's the nerd, and then there's the guy who wears his jacket weird. I also like when, you know, they have to jump off the boat and they're going to, you know, land and he's, you know, in the water also he goes, This is a messed up country. <laughs> <Yeah. It's> like <laughs> it's so stupid, like, shut up. Well, like just get on land. Well it is a messed up country because he unloads all of his guns and he's like, Well shit, I guess I'm dead now. Oh, no, I like when he sees well, Emotep and he just throws his guns on the floor yeah. like like, well shit. And he tries to give him the charm, be like, We good? We good dog, right? <laughs> right? Uh, oh, no, nah, we ain't good. I mean, we ah, should have got like a reveal of his arm. <laughs> oh, you, you finally see, see what his other arm... It, we it's see all his, mummified. <laughs> he sees... Yeah, oh, that would be so good. He you see his other arm, it's all mummified, and he's like, Emotep, sir. And he like bows to him, and he's like, oh, it's a twist. He was a bad guy the whole time. It doesn't make any sense, but I love it. Not even a little bit. Emotep should have taken his Steven Summers in the, in the commentary is like, yeah, this didn't make any fucking sense, but I loved it. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it looked fucking cool. So that's th- his real arm. His real arm is like actually mummified. We don't know how it happened. He refused to tell us. He won't tell us anything. We kept telling him, put your jacket on. He just wouldn't do it. Actually, we didn't even hire him. He just showed up on set and he just he just started working. Everyone was really confused. And bitching and moaning about things. He never took anything from Kraft, so it wasn't a problem. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have to pay him. He gave a decent performance. Decent performance. We'd lose a crew member every once in a while. We'd find them without skin, but you know. It happens. You know, it's the what what else are you gonna do? It's Hollywood, baby. And then the trade happens. Yeah, this is where we get full power emo tap. I'll and be he, seeing you. Uh, and he dips the the torch at him. Which also the torches look delicious in this movie. Yes. I I don't know what it is. They about, look like honeycombs. I don't know what it is about <laughs> movies that are like lit with like actual fire, not like CGI fire, like actual fire. It just it looks so cool. And I guess it was a bitch to light these torches because they'd only last for like three to five minutes. So they had to keep relighting them, relighting them. It was only Benny that got a special torch at the very end of the movie. Oh, to make the effect oh, yeah. work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had it, like, I guess in his shirt where he was able to kind of, like, dim it. Mm. That's super cool. Dimmer switch. But yeah, they capture Evie and Rick and, and the boys. They, they managed to escape. And they're like, we're going to have to get to Hamanoptra so we can save the girl, save the world. And look good while doing it. So they go to Winston. And this is probably the most iconic moment of the movie with the sandstorm chasing them. Yeah. And the cool airplane. And the and the cool airplane. I, I love it when they... No, no, that's on the ground. Never mind. Uh, the but the, the airplane's there. Oh, cool. So they get into the... Because they get into the airplane. And I love how they're flying. And Rick's like, are you doing okay? And Jonathan's like, I'm... Got, oh, this is the worst experience ever. Looks yeah. over to Art of the Pain. And he's like, this is sweet. No, he just looks terrified. <laughs> he's never flown before. And he's like, what is this? I have to hang on the wing? He he, just, but he looks like he's having a good time, though. He's like, this is so cool. He's got the cool hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I love the hat, the little goggle gimmick. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, And, like, we get, we get the sandstorm, and... It is like this is like the impressive CGI effect yeah, for I don't the know movie. Why that wasn't nominated for special effects, right? I mean, I like how we also see how um, Emotep travels with his, you know, his minion Benny, and then Evie. They're just like in this tornado, and he mm-hmm. just like yeets them out into the sand. <laughs> they throw, yeah, they get thrown out, and they're like, "Oh <laughs> god, this!" And they just. Yeah. Emotep walks Costume out. Costume change. I, li- <laughs> I like how Benny is just like, 
Benny looks like uh, like disheveled and beat up, and then Rachel Weiss gets up and I'm like, and she just looks like more attractive than when he captured her. And no, like, Benny's like, I need to get a new job. Yeah, he's like, uh, every time, like <laughs> <laughs> they, they and like he's doing the magic thing with a sandstorm, and it's like, oh, he almost destroy like kills Rick and and everybody, but then Evie's like, I know what'll distract any man from killing another one, getting a kiss from Rachel Weiss, mm-hmm. which. Works factual. If you ever need, you know, to distract somebody, just have Rachel Weiss kiss somebody. It'll they'll buy you at least five minutes. And the machine in like the plane crashes, or yes, the the (laughs) The flying mechanism, the flying machine. This newfangled flying machine crashes into the sand. It's Richcraft, and then Benny hits him with the. Oh, I love the love what you did there. The whole sand thing, just like oh, oh, oh my god, inspiring. And then Winston's dead. Winston dies with a smile on his face. Yeah. And then and then the the plane sinks into the quicksand, mm-hmm. which which I don't think it, I think it just sinks. I thought uh, Art I thought, of Bay is you know pretty convinced it's quicksand. I guess yeah. I thought there'd be more quicksand I would encounter in my everyday life as an adult, and I was very wrong, very wrong. Are you just like jumping in the sandboxes waiting to go? I'm just no no. I just want to see you know. I don't jump <laughs> in the sandboxes. There might be quicksand in there. Usually, it's just cat poop. Next time you go to like a wood chipped park, you sink. You're like, what the hell? It's the complete opposite. (laughs) This is it. It's happening. You know, Steven Somers, he he had the quicksand in the uh, in his Jungle Book movie too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was quicksand. Like people would just (laughs) that was that wasn't quicksand. It was just a pond with dirt over it. Yeah, but like man, that scared me. (laughs) Oh god, they um. Uh, uh, fucking the sandstorm. Okay, they returned Hominoptera. All right, they're at Hominoptera now, and we go back into um the room where he first tries to bring back an Oxuna Moon mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. which it's creepier this time when we go back and he's walking down the stairs and it's like you're watching history repeat, but it's all you know. There's cobwebs everywhere and it's just you know you could tell the shift in time. Would there be spiders there though? That's one thing I always think about. You never about. see the spiders. You never see the, no spiders. And it'd be like those would be some big ass spiders because oh those are some big ass webs. Yeah. Also, what are they? What are they eating? It's been three thousand years. What are they eating in the desert? Maybe wait the, the bugs. Maybe they're the maybe they're mummies. Maybe they're mummy spiders. Oh, oh spiders. God. Something to make me even more. They're mummified <laughs> spiders. Yo. Why wasn't that in any of the sequels? <laughs> right. Well. We're going to get into weird mummified things later in the second movie. But, yes, they're back at Hominatra. And Emotep's like, I'm going to bring back my girlfriend because I'm totally not clingy or anything. Oh, yeah. He's dogging for it. He's mm. a simp. He, emo simp right here. <laughs> and he he's trying to raise uh, Noxian Moon, which he does but doesn't complete the ritual. While Rick, Ardeth Bay, Jonathan, they're like trying to get to Evie. And, and they've got to get the Book of the Living. Mm-hmm. So that they could kill uh, Emotep. Yes, and right, right around here, this is where um, they they find the book, and Ardeth Bay is like, "I'm gonna stay behind and you know fight off all these the the mummy henchmen. Will you guys go save Evie?" And we're like, "No, not Ardeth Bay. Oh no!" And that's when Jonathan and Rick get into like the final showdown with Emotep. Great and set piece. Yeah, super good set piece. Because this amazing is- action. Yes, this is the like in terms of final showdown action adventure this moments. Is one of the best, absolutely. Like this is it's, um, it's funny. It's 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 fun. It, it's scary. It's got everything. It, the effects here are also like really solid. Like the all the practical like 
all the practical um monster men like the stuntmen look really good the warriors when they show up and they're doing the leaps oh, and I shit oh yeah they look so fucking cool the and also got the hands coming out of the sand oh man also how rick o'connell you know brendan fraser is like doing the sword stuff and every time he hits one of the mummies they burst into sand and i'm like that probably took forever to get right with the choreography the sword sound effects like when like whenever like a blade's going into something in this movie it sounds painful but also awesome and just the talent of Brendan Fraser that he's able to act off of nothing. Yeah. And mm. make it look like, you know, oh, yeah, there are mummies there that are trying to kill him. When he gets that one, like, mm-hmm. with the head, he, like, accidentally kills the one and then gets the other one and the head's stuck. Oh, man. You got the mummy with, like, the, the tombstone that he's going to drop on him. And Rick's like, nah, you mm. got your legs. In in terms of sweet action climaxes this is so good like there is not a marvel movie like marvel superhero movie that even comes close to how like hyped i am at the end of this which you know like yeah i kind of like trashing on marvel movies because none of them are as good as the mummy but you know life happens (laughs) but like we get this six showdown jonathan's trying to to read the the book to try and like find something to defeat um He's he's trying to gain control of the the soldiers yeah yeah which which it, when they do it when they turn is pretty freaking cool too. Yeah. When when he finally gets the ritual, rich like the, the spell right, and then he's like, "Go kill an Oxuna Moon," and Imhotep's like, "No, not again." <laughs> and it's like, oh, I I love I love Arnold Vazlo because he just like holds his arms. I'm like, no. And it's the great shadow work, kind of like with um, what was it, Errol Flynn? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like uh, calling back to like the beginning of the movie too, where it's like he sees um, an Oxuna Moon like stabbing herself in the shadow, mm-hmm. and now she's getting killed she's getting in the shadow, butchered. Uh, and and then the the, uh, the like the um like the water soul ghost yeah. thing uh, when they do the spell and they take his uh, yeah. immortality. Okay, that is that is the one CGI effect in this movie I do not think ages well. Is that weird like water ghost thing? That just looks like PlayStation Two. I always like, thought it was Gavis. like a. I always thought it was like goo. I didn't know it was water. I thought it was goo. It looks. It looks like. Gooey. Um, it looks like oh, like gelatin has gained sentience. Yeah, the blob. Uh, yes, it looks like the blob. It looks like the blob. But um, we, we finally get it, and now that, like, it's now Rick versus Emotep, showdown for the ages. Rick's not winning this one, but Evie, because she's a strong, independent woman, don't need no man, is able to summon forth a ghost chariot? Yeah, like, yeah, like the, the chariot the... takes away his immortality. And, I mean, the I love that scene where you just see the chariot come down. <laughs> Goes through him, rips him out, and he's, you know, on the back of the chariot. So you get, like, a little bit of a platoon thing for a second. (laughs) I'm waiting for the eagle cry, like, ah! I love that vortex that it goes into. Oh, yeah. At the top of the stairs. Yeah, I love how it goes up the stairs. Yeah. Like, they abide by natural law i like how emotep i like how emotep kind of runs up the stairs like no come back oh god god damn it ah shit all right well let me go kill the rest of you sons of bitches and then rick stabs emotep and finally kills him but during all of this what's benny doing benny's just getting the treasure getting fucking rich and or so he thinks. Or so he thinks, because he hits the the kill switch. To Honestly, this part's just, pretty scary too. We're we're destroyed. Where the whole 
complex. All of Hamanatra is going to collapse in on itself. So now it's, it's like, like Benny, shouldn't you know that everything here is booby trapped? Everything. Everything's cursed, Benny. Come on. That too. And now, like, they have to run out as the whole thing's collapsing. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark yep. with the boulder. You know, mm-hmm. you have to outrun, you know, the everything. And they meet up with Benny. and Like, our heroes and Benny, they meet up as they're running through the treasure room. And I love how Rick, even though Benny is the bad guy. He tries to help him. Tries yeah. to save him. He's like, Benny, come on, come on, come that's, on. That's how much of a, how much Brendan Fraser is the ideal action adventure hero. Dennis Cunningham, WCBS TV. <laughs> I, I mean, that moment is kind of like, yeah, that cements him as like, oh no, he's a two-dimensional character. Yeah, yeah, or three-dimensional. Three-dimensional. Sorry, three-dimensional. Yeah. Three, two-dimensional. <laughs> two, two D. Uh... <laughs> There's no depth, but yeah, he that that cements him as like, oh no, he's like a a badass kind of like a, a wisecracking you know jerk a little bit, but no, he's like a good guy. Yeah, and. I love, I love. It's like uh, he's like, sorry, Benny. Sorry, Benny. And then you see Benny, and he's and got like, the you could torch. Tell, like you could tell, like he, he, he's sad about it a little bit. He's like, sorry, Benny. Yeah. I and Benny's in the treasure room looking around. He's like, ah, shit. Is there any way he can get out? And then he hears he doesn't get crushed. He doesn't get crushed though. He doesn't get crushed. He his way down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And he hears the scarabs coming. And then the the light. Ooh, that 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 light effect is great. Where he's trying to, th- he's using the torch to try and keep him away, and then. The torch starts fading. The scarabs are getting closer. It cuts to black. And you hear the scarabs going wild and him screaming. And I'm like, that is horrifying. Yeah. So that that is the worst way to die in a movie. There we go. But we get we finally get to the end where Rick, Evie, Jonathan, they finally <clears throat> make it out. And they're like, ah. Oh. The, and Hamanatra falls. And that's the big, like, destruction effect. And it looks I mean, really good. Hamanatra doesn't just fall. I mean, it's like, okay, if anything was, you know reminiscent of this city we're gonna continue to destroy it like oh that wall already fell no it's doing another backflip it is just going nuts it's overkill oh yeah but for the better yes exactly how else will the second movie you know be able to pick up where the first left exactly i don't know and then we see that ardith bay survived because he's a badass oh yeah and, and no one saw him on the camel. And no one saw him on the Yeah, they ran up and no one saw him just like chilling there on the camel. With the rest of the camel. And like, I bet you he just sat there the whole time. He's like, stupid American. He's well, American and Brits. American and British people. He's he's watching this. He's like, I was literally born to protect this city. And now it's... It's gone. It's fucking gone. What I'm unemployed. <laughs> shit. And, I, and then we finally get, you know, the iconic ride off into the sunset. Rick and Evie kiss. Jonathan's like, well, what did I get out of this? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then you see the treasure. Little little glimmer. Because they I grabbed mean, the camels that Benny was loading treasure on this whole time. And you got Rick, you know. I wouldn't say that. And that's when you get the kiss, you know, because yeah, you got the girl. Because romance. Yeah, that part's kind of... You're just mad Rachel Weiss yeah. didn't end up with you. <laughs> I'm not going to confirm nor deny. <laughs> But that is that is the mummy. That is the mummy. It is a mile a minute chills and thrills. Jeffrey Lyons, WNBC TV. I mean, like, yeah, it it this movie from beginning to end is like a perfectly paced adventure. You know, like because you get like really solid like action set pieces. What like every ten minutes, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes, something like mm-hmm. that. But in between that, you get like really solid like just character stuff good comedy bits there's a lot of good back and forth dialogue and it's I, all tangible yeah it, it, you, you 
you see that they're acting on sets. You see like the scope of all this stuff, and it just just adds so much more to it as opposed, you know, oh yeah, that that Egypt is just a green screen. Yeah. That I think that's the thing that really works well for this movie's favor is yeah, there's a lot of CGI elements in it, but most of the sets are real. Mm-hmm. Like they're the actors are in real environments, and if there's a CGI character or a CGI monster, those are added in post, but it feels like they're acting against like real things in a real environment. It's not a green screened room. Yeah. And there's also this feeling that everyone in the movie is game. Like, no one here feels like, oh, I'm in a in one of these action blockbusters. That's really below my pay grade. No, oh, everyone yeah. here is having a good time. There's so much good chemistry on screen. Because they made a real movie. They didn't feel like they were like, oh, we're just making a little action movie. They felt like they were making this big, big, like... Epic. Like, yeah, an epic, like an old Hollywood movie. But, you know, with Rachel Weisz and, 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 and scary bits. <laughs> scary bits? Yeah. I just love this movie so much. Um, I mean, for a movie that wasn't filmed in Egypt, you feel like you're there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was filmed in what, like Morocco? Yeah, there there was something political going on at the times where they couldn't film actually in Egypt. So they had to do, you know, a lot of stuff in Morocco, uh, some in England. But it's just, you know, the, the talent of the uh, in front of the camera crew and behind the camera crew just to make you feel like you're actually there. This is happening. Yeah. It's one of those things where I feel like the, I'm going to use the boo phrase, it feels like lining in a bottle. This feels like one of those perfect movies that came out of one of those perfect times for it to work because, you know, this is, this feels like Hollywood was trying to get another Indiana Jones franchise because in, you know, the 90s, there was no Indiana Jones films, no. right? So there was a decade without this benchmark action adventure um franchise he had young indiana jones yeah, yeah with uh river phoenix mm-hmm. but wasn't those weren't those like uh it was like a tv show or made for tv movies yeah I, I, I never watched them i don't know yeah i but i think that was like a thing hollywood wanted they wanted another like action adventure thing that could appeal that could appeal to like teenagers adults mm-hmm. kids they wanted that and this is and prob- classic monsters it's, well it's for everyone this movie is literally for everyone yeah again i've never heard anyone say they dislike this movie I, I can't imagine why you would like there's nothing in it where it's like oh well that doesn't age well or oh that doesn't like even most it's so charming it's it super charming most of the effects even the ones where i was like oh that didn't age well it's not like oh they age so bad that they looked like garbage it's like oh no that looks like Pretty decent for 99, but I, eh, it's probably not going to pass the sniff test in 2024. Yeah. No, no, I don't think anyone's watching that movie to be like, oh, this uh, this movie's just, just lame. Right. Like, there's no way. No. Well, yeah. Marvel couldn't make this movie. Oh, absolutely not. And I, like this movie, like like you said, it came out like at the right time. Like This is like the beginning of the bridge between practical and CGI. Yes. Because, you know, Phantom Menace was the same year, mm-hmm. practical and CGI, and then Attack of the Clones, CGI. completely <laughs> CGI, and that's where, like, the major shift happens. This is, like, that good bridge in between. That That's something that's interesting is, you know, um, was it Jurassic Park was, like, the first huge movie with CGI, and they were like, mm-hmm. we can do whatever we want, build the imagination, but that movie was, like, 
what like 70 percent practical and yeah. then they yeah. did cgi for things where it's like, it's like okay we can't model things mm-hmm. yeah well, not like the smallest things but you know it's yeah they were like we're using cgi to basically like the six dinosaurs we can't do practically those are going to be cgi yeah. but and all they look these good clo- though they look solid they still look great yeah and that's because like they knew how to use them properly it's like we'll keep them in the wides all the close-ups they're going to be real mm-hmm. like even in this movie if they're doing a close-up of like the henchmen mummies those are guys in suits yeah. it, they're only cgi when rick has to like fight them and hit yeah. them with a sword and or when they're crawling on the walls Oh like, yeah, when, such a great scene. That they re- could have done that practically, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> that reminded me of you, get up there, uh, you crawl down that wall. That reminds me of like The Exorcist. That's a, that's something that's interesting. This movie is cribbing notes a lot from like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, adventure, all that stuff. It's also cribbing notes from like Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, and I a little bit of The Exorcist. At least the opening when they're in the dig site of yeah, of The Exorcist, like there, it feels like there's a lot of great movies great visuals great aesthetics that they're cribbing a little bit of notes from and it it feels like this is one of those like perfect moment movies like you couldn't this couldn't be made in 2004 or 5 because too much of it would have been cgi and it then it would have actually aged probably poorly yeah. this couldn't have come out in 1995 because the effects wouldn't have all been there and the cast would have been completely different it it this feels like a perfect moment movie yeah i agree yeah but when we get to the premiere of the movie which was kind of an interesting thing they start the movie up the film the reel actually broke no oh, really it broke and people some of the people in the cast were like oh shit this, this is a cursed film and they were like no it's not a cursed film you know the the film just broke but you know this movie's all around curses so they're like no it's a cursed film oh my god <laughs> it's like how could it not be cursed but was it really when the next day they were calling universal and being like we need a mummy too yeah that's the wild thing. This movie was in theaters for less than 24 hours and then they're like we want um we want a we sequel need- right away i know this movie took basically 10 years for us to finally end up with steven somers and then another three or four to finally get the actual movie out the perfect cast everything and then we get the mummy returns oh he busted out the vhs but we're going to be talking about that next week which means we are going back to hominoptera well technically we're going to like the Scorpion King's palace and a But we do go back to Hominoptera because yeah. we have to go get Emotep first. True. But where can they go if they wanted to listen to that? Well, if you want to listen to us on a different platform, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, The Film Vault, as The Film Vault on YouTube. You can go there, like, comment, and subscribe and check out the slideshow versions of our podcast Woo-hoo. when Dean decides to upload them. But if you want to follow us on social media, you can go to the Film Club Podcast on Instagram, where we post our daily stories, upcoming episodes, and random adventures we go on. But next week, Alex is going to be joining us again. That's right, Alex. Did you want to plug anything before we go back to Hamanatra? Um, not really. Uh, if you guys are looking for a good dentist, there's a good dentist in Tustin, Allegro Dental, uh, run by Doctor Doctor Cash Cash Money. I uh, do some of his videos for his company, and I shall be doing one soon. So go get your teeth did, people. (laughs) And with that, we'll see you next week at the film club. I'll be seeing you again. Have a good week, everybody. (laughs)